So in 40 years of being a Christian, attending well over a dozen churches over the years as we have moved, never once, not once, has any of my pastors acknowledged the following. There are credible alternatives to the accepted doctrine that God created a hell in which some of his creation experiences eternal conscious torment for rejecting him. There is an alternative to that doctrine that some will spend an eternity being tormented by flames fully conscious of their torment. Now, why is this important? Why does this make me mad as hell? Because this doctrine is a key stumbling block that prevents many people from pursuing a relationship with God. It causes great moral confusion. Can a merciful God really watch people suffer in torment forever? Is there an alternative that Christians can believe in? And it makes me mad because it begs the question, why have our pastors and spiritual leaders not even addressed such a serious issue before? Why have they spent inordinate time on other matters, but not this core question? Have they been afraid of being ostracized or even being removed from the pulpit? Have they compromised their own beliefs or withheld their own doubts because of their own fear of being judged? And what else are they hiding? Look, I'm not trying to make this a blanket thing like don't trust your pastor, but, but I want us to question things in the church. This is not healthy. Why haven't they told us? Have they struggled with this doctrine personally, but just swept it under the rug? I, look, if our pastors were, were honest with us about their doubts and some of the things they struggle with, it would help a lot of us. And why aren't we encouraged to ask hard questions and wrestle with them? That's a healthy thing. So, yes, there are, in very general terms, three different views of hell. Number one, the most traditional, the more conservative view of hell is the one you and I know best. Those who do not confess Jesus as their Savior will receive their just punishment and reward by spending eternity in conscious torment. This view has been reinforced by endless sermons, warnings, all the medieval art depicting scenes of licking flames and tortured faces in hell. This is kind of the accepted view that we've been taught to believe and actually never question. And, 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 it, and it colors just about everything we see in Scripture. Really interesting. I'll do that on another episode. Number two, on the other side of the other end of the spectrum is a belief in universalism. That in the end, Christ's redemptive work ultimately results in everyone willingly acknowledging Jesus' mercy when their hearts are made contrite in his presence. This view uses many of Paul's letters to affirm that Christ did not fail in his mission to redeem the world and all things to himself in the end. I'll give you just three, because I, I, I'd read past these but I dismissed them because it didn't fit with what I've always been taught. Uh, 1 Timothy 2.4 For this is good and acceptable in, sight, in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Romans 5.18 Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness by Jesus leads to justification and life for all men. 1 John 2, 2. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, that's interesting. There's a lot of interesting things there that we will examine another time. 
Number three, the kind of the middle ground, so to speak, uh, between uh, eternal, eternal conscious torment on one end and universalism in which kind of Christ redeems everything in the end. So it, everybody uh, has union with God in the end is this middle ground of it's termed annihilationism. Awesome word which posits that God's justice requires a final judgment in which some will face a literal hell, but it will not last forever, right? Only a period of time until the sinner experiences total death. They posit that Jesus promised eternal life only to believers, but not eternity to the unredeemed. Annihilationism is the belief that after the last judgment, all damned humans and fallen angels, including Satan, including Satan, will be totally destroyed, cremated, and their consciousness extinguished rather than suffering forever in hell. Now, there are obviously variations with each, within each of these three general reviews, and there are smart people and smart theologians who can point to specific scriptures to reinforce why their, why their preferred view is correct and the competing vision is wrong. My point in this podcast is to simply let you know that there are credible alternatives to the idea of eternal conscious torment imposed by God on those who don't believe, and to let you know that it's good and healthy to question what authority figures tell you or dig into what they don't tell you. Now, in a future podcast, I'll share more details on each view and which explanation makes the most biblical sense to me. Not that that matters. I want you to do your own grunt work on this, as it could very well change the way you and millions of others view God and Christ's ultimate work. This is really important, and I am telling you, it is fascinating. And I'll share with you at some point how... Look, I'm not really interested so much in doctrine, but I'm interested in how this changes how I actually treat people and how it changes my own relationship with God, because that's what's important. So this is Kirk Martin. I appreciate you listening and sharing this podcast with others. If you have questions, you have comments, contact me at thealternativechristian.com. Our mission is to help those who have been hurt, who've been abused, who've been dismissed by the church, and help you deconstruct the lies that you and I have been told so we can reconstruct in a very positive way. Reconstruct a healthy relationship with God, a healthy relationship with ourselves, and a healthy relationship with other people. My mission in life is very simple. Because I have received His mercy and grace, I want to give that out. My mission is simple, to love my neighbor as I love myself, because I think that's what we're supposed to do, and that's a full life. Thank you for listening. Again, if you need some help with this, just reach out to us, and we'd love to help. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.